Welcome to the Michelle and Lucy show. We're sola dietitians who are breaking out of the typical nutrition talk to have raw and honest conversations, hoping to inspire you to step into your most authentic and empowered self in mind, body, and soul. We hope every conversation leaves you feeling more connected to your truest self so that you can begin to embody the best version of you starting today. Welcome back to the Michelle and Lucy show. Wonderful listeners. Michelle and I have a great topic for you today. We're talking about how to approach your goals and like follow through on your goals without becoming obsessive. So how to like care, but like in like the best, like detached, but also caring way. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yes. That fine line of, excuse me, that fine line of caring, but not obsessing. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like when we obsess, we start to sabotage where if we don't care at all, then it's not probably going to happen. <laughs> We're not going to move in the direction. It's kind of like that, that healthy detachment. So right. we're excited to, yes. to jump into that today. But before we do, we just want to share with you all what's going on and of course say welcome back to those of you who are our returning listeners and hello and welcome to any of our new listeners. We're so grateful that you guys are here with us today. Yes. Thank you for being here with us. We're so excited to have you here as always every single week. Honestly, I'm just like very grateful for everyone who tunes in. Um, I'm just going to share that what's been fun in my business is leading tapping sessions. I've had a couple of private tapping sessions with clients and it's been honestly like fun, but also powerful and transformational. Um, and it's just really exciting to see people working through blocks. And if you don't know the process, basically it's like learning and understanding, like, and identifying how you're feeling and working through any resistance you have so that, cause like, well, I find a lot of people like know how they want to feel, but there's like some sort of block. So tapping really releases that block. And, um, so that's been really fun. So if you want to learn more about how to tap with me, you can find the link in the show notes and Michelle, what about you? I know you have some exciting things going on. Yes. I love that. I love, um, tapping is like one of my favorite tools guys. And Lucy is the, the tapping goddess. So be sure to check it out. (laughs) Thank you. Um, yeah. So no, for me, I am at the time of this recording, um, about to kick off the women's empowerment series, which is the four, four part webinar, um, like virtual class that I'll be hosting starting on the 18th. However, when you're listening to this, we'll already be in it. So you can still register and catch the recording of the first one and catch the the next three live ones, um, which are all geared towards helping you learn, grow, and create a soul-led life. So I'm really excited. The first, the first one was all about self-connection, which you guys know I love. And then I think by the time this airs, we will be talking about the courage or no, I'm sorry. We will be talking about um, human design, which you guys know I love to talk about and manifesting. So definitely check it out. You can mm. um, click below to sign up for all four or pick and choose which ones you'd like to enroll in. Ooh, I'm so excited for those, Michelle. That's like so much power. Like, I just feel like you have such like a great, I always say this, but you just like, I feel like you lead people to like connecting with their soul and just like the most like beautiful, like courageous way. So mm-hmm. excited for anybody who signs up. Thank you. Um, and also I just want to provide a reminder and invitation to anybody who's listening and feels like they have worked through a block. They have been listening to their soul and they want to give themselves a shout out because honestly, I think that is like one of the most powerful things we can do is celebrate our own selves. So, yes. um, we always want to shout you out and we want to have our segment. We'll continue the segment of following soul, soul polls, soul shares. Mm-hmm. Yes. On mm-hmm. here. So, um, for anybody who wants to share their soul polls and celebrate themselves or even like shout out to somebody else, I feel like that'd be a cool move too. Um, yeah, that would be, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, don't forget to write in to us mm-hmm. and share via Instagram. Um, Yeah. For sure. I was just going to say, yeah, the the best and easiest way is um, send us a DM on Instagram at the Michelle and Lucy show. Um, We love connecting with you guys and we love to hear about how you follow your soul polls. Um, So yeah, it's been, it's been a minute since we've shared one. So please write in so we can celebrate. 
It is true. We'd love to celebrate you. <clears throat> we know you all are powerful people who are listening and have a lot of things to celebrate. So <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Speaking right. of which, yeah, are you ready? I'm ready. We're like, we're ready to dive in. <laughs> Let's jump in. Um, so yeah, I feel like this idea came up. We were, Lucy and I were talking typically, um, or go figure voice noting mm-hmm. each other when this idea came up where we were kind of, I think it was you, Lucy, who was like reflecting on the different areas of your life and, um, how, when, like the, what was it like the area you value the most, you might struggle the most with, or I don't know if you yeah. want to like give yeah. our listeners a little background about what you were kind of, what led us to this topic. Yeah. So I was talking with some good friends about like our Enneagram types and like what we value and kind of things that we feel like we're struggling with or like not even struggling, but kind of like things that we feel like we're practicing or like trying to call into our lives a little bit more. And um, I was just like, I feel like it's so interesting that I feel like maybe what we value, it's not even that we don't value other things, but um, like with the Enneagram, for instance, there's like intelligence centers. So like one is like the head and intelligence and when it's like the heart and more like love and relationship centered. And so I was thinking about how sometimes like I see friends who, and also myself, like very much myself too, where it's like things we value the most, most we almost struggle with the most also. And Michelle was kind of saying like, maybe there's like the healthy sense of detachment for the things that like, don't seem like the primary thing. So like for me as like an Enneagram seven, I like am very driven like my core desire, but also core like fear is that like my needs won't be met. So I like very deeply desire to have all my needs met and like find happiness and fulfillment and all that stuff. And it's not that I don't like love, love and appreciate all the people in my life. I very much do like it's the best part of life, I think. But like, I also feel like I struggle in that area. You know what I mean? So it's so interesting that I was like, why does like, why is this ha- like, why does this happen? Cause I feel like I see it with myself, but I also see it for other people too. So Michelle is amazing. And was like, well, I think that like for other areas of your life, that like, again, it's not like the primary, like driver, like fear, desire, et cetera. There's like that healthy sense of detachment. Like you're not worried about it happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think it does. I think it's like, we were saying, um, when you like, obviously when you value certain things, like you focus heavily on them. And then sometimes when you want to amend that area of your life, you know, or change it in any way, um, that's where I I think because you value it so much, you can kind of maybe get like obsessive about it. Like I think we all can. And then that kind of sabotages sometimes (laughs) like the positive thing from happening. Like this is of course guys all like empirical, not even empirical, but just like, (laughs) I don't know, just like our, our our experience. But I, but it does lead me to the point where I, I do think there's some truth to this, um, in other areas, like, um, like for example, healing your relationship with food or yeah. um, your health or things like that. It's like, we have to kind of get to what I believe, like a, a place of like neutrality where it matters, but it's not like, you're not obsessed, right? Yeah. Because like the thing, yes, like you want to, I don't know, make better choices or, and I hate to like use this as an example, but like, maybe it's like, you want to like lose weight or like make more money or like whatever that is. And it's like, I have found time and time again, it's like when you almost like take the power out of the thing that is driving us in the beginning, which might sound like counterintuitive, that's when you'll see the scale move. Uh, Mm -hmm. No pun intended, but like, that's when you'll feel like when you stop obsessing, Lucy, I almost feel like it's like you, there's like the surrender piece. And it's like, when you stop obsessing about the scale, it's like, A, it just either doesn't have any power over you or it's like, and, or it's like B like, Oh, it's like moving the way you want. Like if you're someone who goes on the scale, I'm just using like a not great example, but like, I also kind of feel like the same thing with like any area, like with money, like when you stop like obsessing and it's more like a neutral, it's like, and this is what we were like, wanted to talk with you guys today. It's like finding that balance of like neutrality where you like, like you care, like you're not completely indifferent where you don't give a crap, right. Where you just are like reckless about the thing, but like, you care just enough where it's like, you're mindful of it, you're intentional of it, but you're not obsessive where you're like gripping it, where you can't surrender. Yes. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's the best way I can explain. I really don't know how else to explain that. Like, 
yeah. place of like lightness about the mm-hmm. thing that you value. So then yeah. it can change for the better. I love that. I think you bring up a couple really good things. And I think it's interesting, like using like, um, for instance, like the scale and like pounds or like numbers with money, like, because I think we have like external sources that we look to, to say, am I doing this right? Like, am I like, like we kind of look for external validation if that makes sense sometimes. And that's when we can get like, um, obsessive almost like in an unhelpful way, because then it's like, Oh my God, if like, for instance, like my money moves in a way that I don't want, oh my God, then we create all these stories. And like, that's when we can like engage in like the unhelpful level of like caring. Cause again, it comes from a caring place, but I feel like it comes from like a lack of trust. Cause it's like, oh, I have to like micromanage this. Like I see this with people when I think about like relationship with food, it's like, we don't like when someone doesn't want to trust their body, if they don't know how to yet, it's like when we kind of take like a head approach, it's like, we feel like we have to micromanage it and not, for instance, feel into like our hunger cues and our fullness cues and our cravings. And like, you know what I mean? Like there's like, if we learn to trust with our body, we can take a step back and not be so focused and present and like hyper aware mm-hmm. and like hyper vigilant almost. And so I think when we sometimes get so attached to the outcome, that's when we get to that, like what you're talking about, that like unhelpful level of obsessed, because then potentially it starts to impact like our, um, our behavior in that area. Does that make sense? So then we start to have like unhelpful stories come about with like money or food or our body or like whatever it is. Does that make sense? Totally. A hundred percent. And I think for you guys listening, especially if you've listened to, you know, if you kind of been following us with like the, the reflection episode to like the soul goals, parts one and two, two standard soul state, like all these things, you know, I want you to kind of think about this with like the goal that you, or intention that you maybe set for the year. Um, because this is what we want to ultimately help you with where it's mm-hmm. like, how can we become, you know, intentional and mindful in like a positive way around our goals to move the needle forward without that micromanaging, like you said, Lucy obsession, like, it's like, how can we like live by those standards to help us move in the direction of our, our soul goals without being obsessive? Because I don't know about you, Lucy, like whatever, whenever I've, and this is, this could be wrong. Like, I'm sure there's opposite evidence where like other people are like, no, like when I go all in, like that's when it happens. And and maybe that's just, you know, everyone's different, but like, I realize a lot of the times like things happen for me in a positive way. It's almost like the wishing well effect. It's like when you write it down, like you care about it, but like that's, you you almost in a sense, forget about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if like that makes sense for you, but like, that's when I feel like those things either come through easier, more easily, or just like you wake up in like six months and you're like, Oh wow. Like I am in a much better place than I was six months ago in X area of my life. Um, and you know, of course I feel like the, the conundrum is it's like, well, Hey, but like, how do I care? Like this matters to me. I do want to make changes in my life. But like, you're also saying I shouldn't care too much. Yeah. <laughs> so how do I like find that balance? Like, I think that's, um, yeah, kind of what we're on to today. Yeah. Because it's like, this is where it's hard to hear like healthy sense of detachment. Cause it's not like you don't care. It's obviously like, you care about yourself. You care about, like, you care about these things. That's why, like, maybe you're focusing on it or maybe you're setting goals around it and trying to, like, like, I don't know, improve whatever area of your life. So it's like, obviously you care, but again, it's like, this is the way that I see it when I have to like talk myself into like a more healthy level of detachment is <laughs> like, you just don't want it to have like such a hold on you that it like, it maybe like affects your behavior in that or like your state. So for instance, like with like money or like your body or food, where it's like, if it goes wrong, when you're so attached to it, when something, cause inevitably, if you want to improve something or you want to learn something more, like there's going to be learning moments, like growth. I like, I'm sure we've said it before. It's never linear. Like it's going to have like ups and downs. In fact, it should, because we have learning moments and that's how we, you know, we grow, we have to find our boundaries. Like there's going to be ups and ups and downs, but if you're so attached to whatever you're trying to improve or work on, then the downs are just going to like tear you down. Like that's what, at least what I've experienced where it's like, it's hard to recover from it and understand that like, there will be like, there's natural rhythms and rhythms and cycles. And like, if there's a down, there will be an up and you'll learn from it. But like, it's hard to bounce back as fast. I feel like if you're so tied, you know what I mean? Like, I think like white knuckles, like gripping onto like yeah. the attachment, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Totally. I think like, that's just another reason to not be like too overly obsessed. I think it, and like, I don't know, I would say even too, like when you get in that state, just being aware of it would be like the first thing. And it's like being aware of it. And then almost like having those mantras or affirmations, those reminders on hand of like, Mm -hmm. you know, acknowledging like, okay, I think first and foremost, yes, the awareness. And like then number two, kind of like what Brad Yates says about a lot of things, it's like misguided self-love. So like that micromanagement, that obsession, like acknowledging like, okay, you know, yes, this is misguided self-love. And like, it's also a sign that maybe I really like care about this. Like I really want myself to be in a better place. So I think that's the thing too, like taking a page out of your book, Lucy, it's like (laughs) meeting yourself with compassion there. Like when you, if you like, if, and when you do find yourself in that obsessive state, um, I think is super helpful. And I think just another thing to throw in there to help with like the quote unquote healthy detachment from like your goal, but it's like, you still want to like, people are like, Hey, but Michelle and Lucy, like, I want to check in with myself. Like, am I like making progress? Like I can't just never look at it. And I mean, I think Mm -hmm. that's true too, right? It's like, we want to improve our relationship with money and our money habits. We kind of have to look at like, you know, we can't just not pay attention, like, or there's never going to be growth. But I think something that would be helpful too, um, as a form of detachment is like plan, like, once a week or like at the end of the month, like I'm going to take stock, like almost like make yeah. a, make time for it um, intentionally. And this might not yeah. resonate with everyone, but I think like it could be helpful because it's almost like instead of like obsessing every single day, trying to check in with like that one area that you're trying to mm-hmm. improve, like you kind of know like, okay, like no, at the end of the month or the end of the week, whatever that is, like, I'm going to like check in with my own goal, my soul goal, my intention, and ask myself some honest questions. Like, am I moving in the direction of this? Like, what's the data, you know, does that make sense? Like, kind of like, I feel like that kind of takes away some of the, the feeling like you need to feel like obsessed every single week, like, and every single moment. Cause it's like, no, like at the end of the month, like I'm going to check in and it's kind of like, you know that. So you're probably going to be doing like, hopefully going to be like, then therefore like following those standards. Right. I mean, at least for me, like I would think like, all right, if I know I'm going to like check in with myself about exercise at the end of the month, like low key, I'm probably going to be like making sure that I'm exercising, like, or, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. No, I know what you mean. And I think like what I'm, what this makes me think of, as you say, that is like, when you think about, for instance, just like observing the behaviors that are happening. So Cause again, like if you have this obsessive thoughts or like the behaviors, for instance, feeling like you have to be hypervigilant and have to be like stressed and you have to be like, right. Like, I feel like, again, that's kind of like the manifestation of like being too attached to an, un- an unhelpful level understanding, like you said, and I love that reminder is like, it's coming from a self-love place, but it's just a little bit misguided. Like it's a little bit mis- misaligned. So if you understand, like there's part of you that feels like you have to stress about money, for instance, versus like, what if again, you realize that you cared. What if there was like another behavior or another thing you can do that would be more helpful, right? Because we understand like we can actually enact that. Like we can do that for ourselves. Like if you're listening, you probably are in a place that like, you know how to take care of yourself given the chance, right? When we understand that behavior, like where that comes from, what is like a more helpful behavior that you could do in place of maybe the unhelpful one, right? Like whatever Mm -hmm. is coming out of that, like really like the overattachment, right? So again, it's not like we don't care and it's not like we're not putting any energy and attention to it, but it's the fact, I think we also have to recognize that like change takes time. So like you can be obsessive about it 24 seven, but like the reality is like time exists. Like sometimes it just takes like repetitions for things to change or like, you know, when it comes to exercise, like you can't just exercise 24 seven, you know what I mean? Like if you're obsessing 24 seven, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like if your goal was like, I don't know, however, however many minutes or hours of exercise in a week or in a month, like that's not all going to happen within one, one day. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, totally. So, which I just point out because sometimes I have to like, whenever I get obsessive, I'm like, okay, like I have to like rationally tell myself, like, if you can be like hyper aware and hyper vigilant, but like, that's not going to change the fact that like, you know, you're only going to exercise like one time a day, probably, or like move or whatever. Like, so all of that to say, we don't want to be hypervigilant because the state that you're in for the rest of your life matters. Like money is not the only aspect of your life. Movement is not the only aspect of your life. You have many different facets of your life. And if it's negatively impacting other parts of your life, where like you're so 
like negative or hypervigilant or whatever, stressed, anxious, whatever is coming out about money or your body or exercise. And it's coming out in like your job or your work or your relationships, right? We want to understand that like, even though it might feel safe to have that like hypervigilance, it's not actually going to like add to other areas of your life, which is hopefully the reason that you're focusing on the original area in the, in the first place. Does that make sense? Totally. I think it makes perfect sense. I, I think what you're saying, it's, um, the hyper village vigilance, vigilance. Yeah. Vigilance. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, dead. you know, I think like, yes, it could be, a like a cue or a clue like, okay, whoa, like this is, I'm really anxious. Like, all right. Okay. Yes. This matters to me. Like it's a sign, yeah. like it, it makes us connect in that moment. Our, I think our emotions can help us become aware of what's really going on. Yeah which could be great. Right. And again, we don't need to beat ourselves up. It's like, okay, this part of me really wants to better myself. So like, thank you, my hypervigilance or whatever micromanaging self. Like I see you like, thank you. And like you're saying, Lucy, I can only be so hypervigilant about it and aware about it to, to an extent, then it's not going to serve me. Right. Like then it's past a certain thing that behavior yeah. <laughs> isn't going to serve me. And like you said, like, if your goal is more exercise, it's like, I'm hyper vigilant about it, but it's at the same time, like you're not gonna, what's going to help you meet the goal of exercising more that month, like, isn't literally going to be only exercising and just like hyper vigilantly focusing on it. So that's when you get to ask yourself, like, what are some other things that would like serve me. So maybe like either just like, Oh, okay. Like acknowledging it and saying like, you know, giving yourself some peace of mind, like, Hey, like, you know what Lucy, like, or Michelle, I'm talking to myself, like I worked out, you know, I moved my body four out of five days this week. That was one more day of like reminding yourself of what I call, like, I feel like we call with our clients, like the evidence to kind Mm -hmm. of give yourself some peace of mind. Cause sometimes the best thing you can do is really like, like for any of your soul goals, right. Is, you know, if you, if you've done the action, you've done the thing is to like manage your, your mind, your inner state, your inner peace and your like energetics. So it might be like, okay, wait, I don't, my hyper isn't actually serving me because I've taken the action. I've done the things I have the plan. So really the best thing I can do is something to, to help my inner world energetically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe, oh, I need to release this. I need to meditate. Maybe I need to like, you know, you do Lucy, like tap it out. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I need to go do something fun and like yeah. remind myself how to, to, to detach because I think what people forget, and I think we're all guilty of this. It's like, sometimes more isn't always better. Mm-hmm. Like you said, change takes time. So it's like, even if you have a soul goal, just because you're not like obsessing over it doesn't mean you don't care. Doesn't mean that you're not moving in the right direction. In fact, sometimes when like what we're saying here today, it's like when we're not obsessing over it, that could be even that can help move the needle forward more yeah. than obsessing over it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I think. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're doing our best to like explain. And I feel like everyone probably listening feels this on like some soul level. It's just more the like okay, but like, how do you do that? Like, how do yeah. you not obsess? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you know you're doing enough? Like, yeah. I think that's the hard yeah. part. No, it's a, it's a great thing. What comes up for me too, is like in the book, um, the big leap, it's the great leap, the big leap. Mm-hmm. Shoot. I think it's a big leap. The big leap. He talks about, and this like resonated with me because sometimes I'm like, well, how do I know if I'm being overly, you know, overly aware, hypervigilant, et cetera, or like worrying too much about something. It's like, A, like, is it like, can you take immediate action on it? That's like, he breaks it down into two things. Shoot. I can't remember the first where it's like, is it actually going, going to impact your life right now? Right. Like number one, like is worrying about it going to impact, like directly impact your life right now. And number two, can you take direct action on it? Great. So like, for instance, if you're thinking about like worrying about exercising 24 seven, like, yes, focusing on it. Like, I guess it does kind of improve your life, but like when you're in your job, is it like beneficial? Like if, again, like if you're in a meeting, is it beneficial to be worrying about exercise? Probably not. Number like number two, can you do anything about it? Right. Maybe what you can do, like if you're not in a place, like you've scheduled a time or in your mind, you've had like an intention to like exercise in the afternoon and it's the morning and you're not going to take action on it. Like maybe some direct things that you can do is like set a time, maybe make sure that you have clothes ready or something like that. 
Yeah. But if you can't take any like direct action, then like, let it go. That's I'd say that to myself, like, let it go. (laughs) Yeah. You've done all you can do. (laughs) But I I think you're offering really good advice to see that's like tactical, which is, you know, in that moment, like asking yourself, because, okay, for example, like, let's say back to this exercise example or whatever it is, like (laughs) you're freaking out about, you're freaking out about it, blah, blah, blah. It's like 11 o'clock at night, you're in bed. You already even exercised today or you did or you didn't, right? And it's like, you're still just like, like stressing. I love what you say though, because I think it could really be helpful in the moment. It's like, all right, it's 11 o'clock, you're in bed, the day's over, like you did what you did. So to give yourself some peace of mind, it's like, for, for some people that might look like, okay, let me schedule it in, you know, for tomorrow or for the next day, create a plan, like do what you can do in that moment. And then after that, really leaning into that, you know, surrender. And I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but like, that's when we, what, I think that's when we have to like, let it go and step away. It's like, right. all right, can I do something about it now? If the answer is no, like I can't actually go like whatever, then can you maybe like, schedule it or quote unquote, do something in a smaller scale. Um, Mm -hmm. like whether you put it on your calendar, you know, write it on your, you know, your, in your journal, whatever that is. And that I find great relief in too. Like I do that with like little things, like, you know, if I find myself like stressing about something, it's like, okay, like, let me put this in my Google Cal for like a month from now and like check back in. And like, I kind of already like when I do that, like immediately feel a sense of relief. Um, even if it's for a little while. Um, yeah. I think that helps with those feelings of like detachment. Yeah. Um, and like the surrender that we're kind of talking about. Yeah. Cause I feel like you're like building trust with yourself to be like, Hey, like I'm taking action right now. Like we can trust that we can let this go for right now because we have the structure in place that like, we're going to check back in with ourselves, back in with ourselves, or we're going to, you know, whatever it's like, I can actually let this go because I actually am taking care of myself. Like I'm, again, I think at the root of that, it's like, you're showing that you do care, right? Because I think maybe the fear under like the resistance of letting go is like, but I don't care. Like it's, if I don't care, if I'm not like hundred percent, like looking at it all the time, it's not going to happen. It's like, no, it will. And I do care. And this is how I'm showing that to myself. You know, this is the evidence. Right. If I'm not obsessing over it, then like, I don't care if I'm not obsessing over it, then I'll slip up. Like, I think there's a Mm -hmm. lot of those, those stories and it's like, you know, I think when, with what we just said about like planning and things like that, I, of course, my mind goes straight to, um, the healthy masculine. Like when you have those structures, the support, which going back to the standards that we set going back to, I I don't think we talked too much about this, but like, let's say your goal is to improve your health or, you know, whatever your fitness, you know, asking yourself when you set that goal, like, and I think we actually did talk a little bit about this, Lucy, but like asking yourself, like beyond you and like you making your plans and whatever else, what else would be supportive? Like, would it be supportive Mm -hmm. to have, to hire a trainer, to hire a coach, to invest in yourself in that way, Mm -hmm. to print out a calendar with a plan at the beginning of the month? Like those, I, in my opinion, are examples of like the healthy masculine. And a lot of the times we, we can find peace of mind in having those systems and structures. So we're, when we have that, we're allowed to, we feel safer, if you will, to like trust ourselves or to take Sunday off because, you know, in this hypothetical example, because we know that like come Monday, we have a walk planned or we have our bar class scheduled. So you kind of have to ask yourself too, like, at what extent do you need these tools and the structure And like use them, nourish yourself by asking and being aware, not that you have to get it perfectly, but like be aware of what you think you need and then do it. And I think that's going to make the detachment piece a lot, a lot um, Mm -hmm. more doable. Yeah. hundred percent. I love that. Cause it is true. It's like when you have like the structure that you need, it's like the like plan or whatever, like then you can find like peace of mind within it, which I love. Um, Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I think a lot of Oh, no, go ahead. No, it's like, as we're talking about this, I'm like, if anybody feels like they're so obsessive, like it's okay to find support. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. sometimes if you need, like sometimes the structure is like a coach or like a, um, like a therapist or something like that. So like, whatever that looks like for you, like whatever, if you're finding like, this is like too much or like, this is like, you know, ap- affecting and impacting my life in a negative way. Like, again, like it's very okay. Like whatever structure support you need is 
going to be beneficial. Uh, I was actually literally just going to say that I feel like one of the best things of um, that from my personal experience of like, whether it was like investing in a coach or um, working with a therapist, it's like whatever area of that life, whatever area of my life that that was in, like, let's say, I don't know, like I was struggling with my brand at one point and I hired who we just had on Joe, Mm -hmm. um, last year, you know, there was immediate relief and like, Oh, like, okay. Cause I have that support. Um, you know, and whether that's like a facade or not, like it was helpful. And of course, also the, the support and the strategy that came with that structure and that quote unquote healthy masculine was, um, in, you know, a huge part of what helped me feel like, oh, I got my results met. Like Mm -hmm. I got my needs met, but like, Mm -hmm. I guess where I'm going with this, it's like, like you said, like, it's okay if you need help in that area. Like, especially if it's been something you've been like spinning your wheels with again and again, each, you know, each year, each January 1st, like perhaps like ask yourself, okay, whether it's either investing in like a coach, a personal trainer, or just doing something differently, I think is what would really be like the hard question to ask yourself. Um, But also the the thing that would like, cause it's almost like when you invest in that or like an investment, when I say investment, it could look in like, it can look like differently. It doesn't mean like, oh, you have to go invest in a coach, but like whatever that investment is, I feel like it also tells the logical mind, like, okay, I'm doing something where yeah. we love that. I feel like all yeah. of us love that. And also it's like, it, to me, it helps that detachment piece. Cause it's like, okay, like every day, like, you know, you're, I'm doing something about it. So yeah. like, I don't need to obsess. I don't know. Does that mean, do you feel like that or? Yeah, no, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think also it's like, whatever it takes to like approach in a different way. Cause I think it's very easy when we've like, especially for something we've been working for like towards or on for a long time, it's easy to be like, Oh, well, this is the approach I need to take. This is the approach I need to take. And it's like, just trying to do something differently. And that might mean having some, like, even like detaching even further or hiring a coach, whatever it is like doing something differently is going to be so much more helpful, even though it probably feels like the scariest thing that you can do. Like the thing that's not going to work or whatever, it's like Mm -hmm. just trying to like do something differently is going to be really helpful. But like totally. you said, yeah, like whatever is going to help find that sense of like healthy detachment while telling yourself, I am supporting myself. I am supporting this desire. I am supporting this need or whatever it is. Like I actually do care. I am supporting this and I can let it go a little bit more now and focus on other parts of your life. So like, I know that mm-hmm. we talked about like, cause sometimes I'm like, okay, like, well, what does it look like to detach? And I think sometimes we don't take ourselves like that one step further. It's like, okay, I would be more present in my relationships. I would you know, like I would put more stock in other areas of my life because I think too, like when we have so much attachment to like one thing, yes. it feels like that's like the only thing, like our life is like totally mirrors out. Like if our money's great, then like we're great. But if it's not, then we're not. And it's like, that's not the case. Like that's why we like quote unquote put our eggs in different baskets. Like, because you don't have to be so attached and you can actually find fulfillment in other areas of your life when there is another area that you do want to improve. You know what I mean? He, totally. And I feel like it's almost like, um, you become tunnel vision when you put too much stake in that one area or your soul goal. Like, so I would just say like, whatever your soul goals are, like, if you have a main one, it's like, have that goal and two things to quickly circle back to, um, that sense of detachment. I think something that helps me personally, I'll share with everyone. It's like, and I know Lucy, you and I talked a lot about this, but it's like getting to a place where it's like, you have that soul goal or that intention for yourself. And you really like, you really have that trust that like, it's going to happen. Like it's, we might not know how we might even not know when, even if like, I know some people like do well with having like deadline goals. I don't really think that's me, but like there are, I know that's proven for some people um, to have a deadline. Um, But even with that, it's like reminding yourself, like, I don't know how this is going to happen when it's going to happen. However, I know it's going to happen because it is a desire of mine and it, therefore it is destined for me. Like when you just get really sure, like, I feel like I just wanted to sidestep real fast there and like remind people of that as well. It's like, I think that can help you with the detachment again. Cause it's like, when you decide you can detach, like, it's like, Oh no, there's nothing to like, yeah. there's nothing to, um, what's that word? Like, um, go back and forth. Like it's decided. I don't know. Yeah. That helps me personally. Mm-hmm with the detachment of like, 
being obsessed because I'm like, oh, I don't need to be obsessed because it's going to happen. Like it's already, it's going to happen. And then what you said, Lucy, with the focusing on other areas of your life. I love that. Like I, when I look back in my life and I, I don't know if this is like you too. Cause like, I'm like, is this just like a man gen thing? But like, I, <laughs> I truly feel like I thrive when there's other things, like multiple mm-hmm. things going on. And yes. even if you're not like a hashtag man gen, it's like, I still think it's, it's important to like, you know, if you have a goal to have it, but also like you said, like focus on like other areas of your life, it's like, yes, you can work towards that. But if you don't have, and again, maybe some people can debate us on this where it's like, nope, like you just have to put blinders on and focus on this the whole way through, you know, that might work for some, but I just feel like that doesn't work when we're trying (laughs) to be like detached. I think just having, and again, it doesn't mean you're not putting effort into that soul goal. It just means like, oh yeah, like while I'm working towards my fitness this year and like my health, like I'm also going to allow myself to like um, go to ceramics and like feed that creative part that I've been wanting. Yeah. Like it might not be as grandiose as like the fitness if you're someone who needs to like focus, but like you're still focusing on other things. Like maybe you're working on something like a really low risk, a low hanging project like that thing in ceramics, right? So like you can put your like brain focus on other things that are like really low risk or that are like really fun or also focus on being a good friend. Um, I don't know. I think not even just being a man, Jen, like anyone could benefit from like having a focus beyond their soul goal or your, what else, what what else would you be thinking about? Like it's, how could you not be obsessed if you didn't have any like other focuses? Yeah. That makes me think of a couple of things. Number one is like, um, when you do the things that make you feel good, like you make better decisions in all areas of your life. And that's my, my belief. It's like, okay, like if you feel really good around friends and you get really soul nourished, then you're going to like actually make really great decisions when you're like, oh yeah, like I actually do want to go exercise. Cause I feel really good. And I want to continue this. So like, you know what I mean? Like you make good decisions when you feel good, when you put yourself in a state that you feel nourished, you feel good. And it may not look like it's coming from that one place that you're working on, but it's going to benefit that one place that you're working on. You know what I mean? So totally. that's yeah. like, I think it's so important. Well, the, the other, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, keep going. I forgot I was, what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say the other <laughs> thing I thought of, I feel like there's a better analogy. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a, probably a better analogy for this, mm-hmm. but like, I think of like things have to like breathe. Right. So if yes. like, mm-hmm. if, Oh, wait, or Lucy, you might've actually said this once on one of oh. the episodes like a year ago. <laughs> Um, we were talking maybe about like resistance, but like, it's like the jar of peanut butter. This isn't exactly what I was going to say, but it's like, if we're trying to open, like, let's say like your fitness goal is like opening the jar of peanut butter. And it's like, if you just keep like, like your thoughts and your hypervigilanceness and your micromanaging is like, is the hand like tightening the grip because you're turning it the wrong way because you're so focused that you haven't stepped back to realize like, Oh, wait a minute. Like I'm turning it the wrong way or like (laughs) it just needs to breathe for a second. So like every hyper focused and hyper vigilant thought is just your grip, like getting tighter and tighter in the the opposite direction. That's going to help. Like, I feel like that's why it's so important to have other focuses or to step away to let it breathe. Cause number one, you're taking your hand off the peanut butter jar and like number two, like, so you're just like, who giving yourself a break from yourself and your hypervigilant thoughts. Uh, like, I feel like that in and of itself is yeah. like, Oof, like it's just, you can breathe. And then also mm. as you take your hand off the jar, it's like you loosen that grip. And then you also realize this isn't even what I was going to say, but like, I still feel like it's important. You also <laughs> realize like you were, you were going against the, you were going in the opposite direction anyways, yeah. but like, yeah. you wouldn't notice that if you didn't just like take a step back, go to your ceramics class, have a little bit of fun, Mm -hmm. have a wine night with the girls. And then you come back to the peanut butter jar, AKA your exercise. Yeah. And then you approach it again. You're like, Oh, wait a minute. Like what the heck? Like I, Oh my God, I, I was turning it the wrong way. So what was I like? You wouldn't notice that if you don't give yourself room to breathe from that thing, that is your hashtag soul goal or that you're trying to call in. You have to let things breathe. Like, 
you have that's to kind of what I was going, going. No, I agree. I love that. And like, maybe it's like, you're turning the wrong way or maybe you needed like a towel or maybe you needed to like pop the end of it. You know what I mean? Like there's like, so many, yeah, or like, maybe so your hand yeah. was so like, like, maybe you're just like, tired. Yeah. <laughs> like you just needed your hand just needed a little yeah. bit of a break. Yeah. Like maybe that was it. That was the only thing like you needed yeah. was to like take a break. Yeah. Like that could have been it. I think that's so funny. And I think when you step back, I like what I wanted to circle back to what you said, like that trust of like, basically like, it makes me think of the same when you're like, it's going to happen. Like I can focus on it. I could not focus on it. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? Or I'm going to, I could worry about it. I cannot worry about it. It's going to happen. It's decided. It's kind of like that belief that like, you know, what's meant for me will never miss me. Like I'm never going to miss what's meant for me. Like everything mm-hmm. that needs to happen for me, everything that's going to happen for like what's meant for me will never miss, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I just love that saying. I feel like there's also like yeah. the, I don't chase, I attract, like what's meant for me will never miss me or something like that. Yeah, there's, <laughs> I, I know what you, I think there is some kind of quote there. Um, yeah. yeah, I just think that helps with that detachment. And, you yeah. know, we're not saying like, you just do that. Like you just have that thought and then you don't do anything. We're not saying that. I think we're, right. we're saying like, you know, sometimes that hypervigilanceness can come out of like fear of like, yeah. yeah you know, like a lack of faith, right. Where when we have faith, which again, I think we're, you know, I could definitely just speak for myself here. Like I, this is not something I've mastered by any means, but I I do feel like when you have that stronger faith and those people with strong faith, it's like, they don't hyper obsess as much because they're like, Mm -hmm. I I feel like it's because they're strong faith. They're like, nope, like, you know, I, I believe in it, you know, again, going back to like that, I think it was in one of the setting soul goals or whatever we were talking about, like having that belief, like, okay, it's, it will yeah. happen. Like, yeah. you know, and trust like, and that intangible yeah. stuff that's really hard. And I think we get like this false sense of security when we're like hyper vigilant or like yeah. obsessing and when we're, when we're super attached, it's like, yeah, when we're and I feel attached. like, and I just want to remind our listeners and like Lucy, I'd love to know if you have like a primate, like just a, go-to example that pops up for you. But it's like, I think we can all relate to that experience of like, you know, we were obsessing about something or like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the second we were like, oh, whatever. It's like, oh, then it like the thing happened. Like whether it was something as small as like, I don't know, finding the cereal you were looking for at the grocery store or like just (laughs) actually thought of I'll give you my quick example. I was looking everywhere for Mama Chia squeeze packs. Um, my <laughs> clients know that like, I like, it's just an easy snack. Like I like, yeah. people are like, oh, that looks like baby food, but I just love them. Shout out to them. <laughs> um, and I could not find them everywhere. Like every time I went to a Target or a shopper, mm-hmm. like I would always go to the nutrition center or like yeah. to the, and like wouldn't have it. Like every time I went and then like, I finally gave up. Like, I was just like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm just not going to yeah. find these. And then one time I was in a Target and I was just like, oh, like, like I should check if they have the Mama Chia here. And like, they had it. But like, I, yeah. I called the search <laughs> off. Like, it was after the fact. I don't know, yeah. the silliest example. That's so funny. But I just, I'm saying this because I feel like we all have experienced that moment of like yeah. the let go of yeah. like, I agree. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know what? What if we just like, let it go. And it's yeah. like, that's when the thing, like, well, it's like, that's when the thing comes through. Yeah. No, I think it's because like when we like stop enrolling, like, it's like, yes, we want it so bad, but I feel like when we have like negative beliefs, so like, whatever the negative beliefs and the limiting beliefs that are stopping us from it, like when we like detach from wanting it as much, we also detach from like the, the blocks of it too. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what happens. And then we're able to focus on what we actually need to focus on to let it happen the thing that comes up for me is like my friends and I joke like, <laughs> but like, at least like with relationships, let's see this, like one of my other friends, like they were talking about how they've always wanted a relationship. They like never really had one. And then all of a sudden, like when COVID happened, they're an introvert and they like, like thrived during like quarantine and isolation. Cause they're like, I'm just doing my thing. I don't need to feel obligated. And like, they really like came into themselves and they were like, I don't need a relationship. And as soon as they declared that they're like, I can be single. Like that's when they met somebody and like, Oh my God, they're still together. They're actually moving across the country together. I'm so excited for them. But like, <laughs> um, but it's so funny. Cause that's what I hear a lot with relationships. And it's like, Oh, I don't care. Like I'm fine being single. Like I love my, I love what I have going on. Like someone's going to like really have to be like, knock my socks off if they're going to like be worth my time or whatever. And then like, boom, it happens. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. 
that's yeah. what comes up for me. And I, and I love that because I think like in all these examples, you know, from the mama Chia to the relationship and love to money, whatever, like, and this is where I think it's sometimes could still be like the mystery or the mystic mysticism of it all. But it's like, it's not that your friend I'm sure like probably was like, Oh, I hate love. Like I don't care about it. it yeah. Like, and with me, with the mama Chia, it wasn't like, <laughs> I wasn't like, fuck these mama Chia. Like yeah. it was just like, okay, like whatever, you know, like that was it. And I think it's like, it's not that you don't care. It's just kind of like no longer, taking up the energy that it was yeah. I don't know do you know like how would you yeah. describe that I know it's it like, might be sidestepping like, but I I'd love to know like how you would describe that Lucy I, like at the bottom of it it's kind of like I'll be fine without it like my needs are met in other like I'll be fine without the mama chia like I want it yes <laughs> I'll be fine without it like it will be like I can find other snacks that make me feel just as good like it's tapping into that energy of like I have what I need without this I'm good like and again it's not because you don't want it like you love the mama chia, like having a relationship is lovely, but like you're, you're meeting your needs without it. And I feel like when you're in that place, then you can actually like really let the healthy mm. version of that in for like the nursery right. and, and yourself. A hundred percent. And I totally think that too has to do with like the path of least resistance and you guys listening, yeah. like, it's just like, duh, like clicking right now. Like when we're super hyper vigilant on, you know, again, difference between intentional, we want the thing and be the match for the thing, et cetera, et cetera. But like when we're hyper vigilant, like when you cross that threshold and you guys like not to like make anyone anxious, but like, we all know when we're like, okay, I'm being yeah. mindful <laughs> with my eating habits, like in a, a feel good way versus I'm on a full fledged diet, right? Like yeah. there's a difference, yeah. like, there's a difference. but like, I, I think once you cross that ledge too, it's like, that resistance, like the hypervigilance is almost like equivalent to resistance of what that yes, thing is that you ultimately yes. want. Where I feel like when you, the let go, like we're kind of describing, it's like, it comes through so quickly and I'm not an expert here, but like, I'm just like hi, hi, hypothesizing that like mm-hmm. that resistance kind of diminishes. So that's why yeah. like your friend and I have a friend too, Shout out to her. Well, I'll keep it honest, but like I remember like a month or two before she met her now boyfriend, like she was like, I'm really okay being single. Like, same thing, like your friend. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, even in even if in this life, this lifetime, like if I'm not with so and I remember being like, girl, knock it off. Like you're gonna meet like because then but she really <laughs> truly wasn't even being like dramatic. Like she was like, No, like I'm but like she's like, I'm serious. Like, if that's the case, like whatever, like I'm fine with it. And I kid you not, like. A month or two after that, she met her boyfriend, you know, who is mm-hmm. awesome and such like a great match for her. So like, I think like, as we do th- the let go is almost the opposite of the hypervigilance micromanaging yeah. that we've been, yeah. that we were like yeah. talking about for most of this episode. So mm-hmm. it's like every, and not, again, not to like shame anyone into like change, but it's almost like if your logical mind needs some evidence to, to be mindful yes. of that and to kind yes. of work yes. through it so you can stop yes. like. I think of it as like almost pouring in more resistance or like tightening that peanut butter yeah. jar even more, the more yeah. hypervigilant and micromanaging of the situation we become. Yeah. Would you agree? No, I agree. I think cause it's like when you have that step back, it's almost like, cause here's the thing, like when it comes to like a relationship, like what are like the actual, like critical actions that matter? Like you put yourself in a position to meet somebody, you probably start a conversation, whether it's online or whether it's like in a like person, whatever it is you could be anxious and take that action or you could not be anxious and take that action when you recognize that it's time. Do you know what I mean? Like, so when you like let go of like the anxiety part, like the part of you that feels like you have to hold on to the anxiety part or like the hypervigilance, then you can just like, like, I don't know. It's like the trust that you're just going to take the action when you need to take the action. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's kind of like what it is. Cause I feel like we all do know that feeling of like, "Mm, this is like me thinking about it too much. Like, Again, I kind of ask, like, is this actually helpful to think about it this much? Because I'm a very thinky person. <laughs> like, yeah. like, is this actually helping me? Like, no. <laughs> totally. And yeah, I think, when, like you said, and I think I'm understanding you correctly, it's like when you let go, you're more able to recognize, like, oh, like when to actually take inspired yeah. action versus yeah. taking action to take action. Yeah. Like, you're just yeah. <laughs> running around you know- crazy. Yeah. Sorry. This is what just popped up is like, maybe we're not like, cause again, it's like, we're not letting go of caring. It's not like we're letting go, letting go of the desire. It's like, we're just letting go of the fear around it. You know what I mean? Like that's mm, what yeah. we're letting go of. 
Right. And that creates, again, so much more space where I feel like that energy, that space for those things to actually come through or for you to actually align with, you know, to find the workout and the regimen that works good for you. But it's like, if you're so anxious going into meeting that soul aligned, quote unquote, soul aligned goal, you know, you're going to miss those like, oh, like the plan or the thing that's going to really support you. Um, Yeah. I think that's, you know, obviously easier said than done these types of things. So I'm curious, like, what are some final things, Lucy, you would like offer to someone or your best practices Mm. when it comes, I I know God knows, like we're, we're always all like working on this, but I'm just curious, what would you, how would you kind of like sum that up? Ooh. Um, again, I always come back to the, like the two questions from the big leap is like, you know, is like worrying about this impacting, like, is it actually going to benefit directly my life? Like, is the stove on? Like, if I'm worrying about the stove, like, and the stove is on, that yeah, that could have shot it. Like, right. you know, yeah, like, exactly. Is there an actual action I can take? Like, if yes, great. Like, something I can do right now, awesome. But like, if not, let's focus on something else again. And for me, what's helpful is like redirecting my attention. Um, mm. I also, <laughs> because I, I guess I just like to challenge myself sometimes. I'm always like, how can I have, like, how can I look for evidence in my life that this is actually already here? Like whenever I'm like actually in like a really good place, I'm like, oh, like actually I have been exercising. Like when I I have that mind of like, I'm not doing this or this isn't here. I'm like, actually, no, like I actually did make money. Like maybe it's not exactly how much I wanted, or maybe I did exercise. Maybe it's not exactly how much I wanted to do this month, but I actually did. So like leaning into that and like having gratitude for how it has already is in my life. You guys, that's sorry, Lucy. I just want to share with the listeners. Like that is one of my favorite things. And like, I got that from you. I feel like like (laughs) when I, or another version, like I would call that like creating evidence. You guys, it's so grounding, like to, it it really centers you. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I remember, um, you know, a couple of times talking with you and being like, Oh, like anxious about the thing that I was like, really wanted to happen, like not happening. And you're like, well, what if you like wrote down, I don't even know if you remember this, but like, what if you wrote it? Oh my God, excuse me. If anyone just heard that bird. (laughs) But I think you said like, if, or maybe I just interpreted this, but like writing down like um, pieces of that, like even if it's not exactly where it is, but like, what are things like that have been happening that are like on your way to that? And it really just shuts you up, I feel like the inner critic and like recenters you and helps restore that faith. So yeah, I just wanted to sidestep um you for a minute to to tell everyone that. Like if you're like that's a great thing to start doing. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I I say that like I it cannot always be in that space where I'm like sometimes I need to work at whatever block that allows me to get into the headspace that I can do that. So like again, when I'm in the place where I can challenge myself, but if I can, it's just like it does make such a big difference. So Mm. that's what I would say. What about you, Michelle? Yeah. Similarly, I would definitely say, well, going back to the one thing, um, that I said earlier, which is just remembering, like deciding and being like, it's going to happen. Like it's either this or something better, which is something I know we both said on here, but you know, and it's again, like, that's why it's so important to like set the soul line desire and like, you know, be in tune. And if it's authentic to you and you're really desiring that thing. And I'm not talking about specifics here. Like you guys know I'm non-specific, but just like that intention or like whatever that is, like, I don't know. I think just really having faith that like, it's going to happen. Like I know this will happen because it creates that like believability. Um, And reminding myself, like, I don't have to know the exact how, or like even the exact, like what it's going to look like, (laughs) at least for me, like, you know, honing into like my human design. But, um, so I would say like stepping back on like that grandiose scale of like, just like the, the bird's eye view, I guess is the better version. And then I would say, um, yeah, like if I really needed to, to detach, um, I might even do something like I'm a very like symbolic person when it comes to these things. So like, if I feel super attached to something, like I might like brain dump, like do, do something like I'm a doer. So like writing something out and then like, it's writing out its hold on me, I guess. And then like on a piece of paper, like ripping it up and like releasing it to kind of like, you know, (laughs) like to my logical brain being like symbolizing, like I'm letting this go 
it's done or um, saying a prayer, like praying, like God universe, please change me into someone who is more trusting in you. And um, you know, isn't, isn't as hypervigilant or like literally just kind of speaking. Yeah. It. Like I, we don't have to pretend that we're not experiencing yeah. the thing, but like addressing it and then just praying for that support, that yeah. guidance to let it go. Um, yeah. so for me, I'm all about like doing something symbolic yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in no, lieu of that. more hypervigilance-ness, but yeah. like that just helps me like, cause then Lucy, I could like walk away. So, or it might be like putting the thing on the calendar, like I'm going to reevaluate this. And then I get to like walk away. And like, again, like what I said earlier, it's like, I could, I feel myself like, okay, like I don't have to worry about this. I did the thing yeah, and I could walk away for now. So those are tactical things I I do. I love that. Yeah. So like, um, I think that there's, I just want to reiterate, like, there's so much power, I think in ritual, like whatever that looks like for you. Again, it could just be like putting it on your calendar. It could be like burning, like ripping up your beliefs and burning like the piece of paper or whatever. Like, but I think there's a lot of like power in our, just like the ritual of like, all right, like this is like, I'm doing this. And this is means that I'm letting this go. <laughs> and like, you know, at least setting the intention, like if prayer doesn't resonate with you all, like, you know, just even like having the intention, like, like, please allow, like whatever, like, change me into Mm -hmm. something into somebody who can let this go or like I'm setting the intention to let this go like whatever that looks like Tasha Silver I love that um Mm -hmm. prayer in her book it's like change change me I never heard of it like that I'm like I love it you're not like just yeah yeah, you're not disregarding like that you are obsessing but it's like change me into someone who can let go of things I just think that's it that resonates but I love that yeah no I love that and then again last thing I'll say is like focusing on other areas of your life that like feel. I was just gonna say I'm so glad you said that because I was just gonna say that and like I know it sounds like silly of us to be like get a freaking life or like go have fun but like honestly at the end of the day too like and I I'll be the first to admit it (coughs) excuse me like I'll catch myself like and I don't know for anyone listening if this resonates like Sometimes I literally, I'm like, girl, you got too much time on your, your hands. If like, this is what you're, if you're upset, like, what else yeah. can I do to like, yeah, like almost like distract stuff. myself? Yeah, yeah. Like distract yourself in a good way or like, or go be of service, like go do something, yeah. like go fill up your cup in a different way. Like, yeah. or, or literally though, I think like check on, in on your friends, like get out of your yeah. problems by getting into someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean that, I don't mean that in a drama way, but like check on a friend, like yeah. do something to like. Literally yeah, like at, at some else, point yeah. it's, it, it, I think it is kind of distraction it, yeah, at some point. It's like distract yourself and either focusing on a different area or like yeah. seeing how you can help someone. Like, yeah. Yeah. I would well, definitely thing, that. Like, again, like at the base of it, like one, when I think about like one of the biggest breakthroughs I had was like healing my like relationship with my body was like, okay, like, well, like what would I be doing if I had like the perfect body? Like if I finally had like whatever I was like really like hyper aware of like, what would I be doing? And I was like, Oh, I would be putting myself out there in relationships. I would be like more engaged. So I'm like, I don't have to wait for that. Like, you don't have to wait for that. Like, what would you be doing? Because generally like if you're focusing on exercise, for instance, like it's not because you want to be exercising 24 seven and like, maybe that's your lifestyle. You're a pro athlete or whatever. Great. But like, you would be like more present with your friends. You'd have more energy, like focus on those areas of your life that you want, whatever you're focusing on. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like looking at the soul aligned goal or the, yeah. or the goal that you have. Yeah. And it's like, what, why did you set that in the first place? Mm-hmm. And maybe there is some, like, maybe someone's like, I want to make X amount of money so I can go to Greece. Like, and yeah. you need to truly do that to go to Greece, but yeah. it's like, okay, but what else? Like I would, cause I had a play devil's advocate there, Lucy, cause I feel no, like I there's always going to be that person like, but it's more money. And like, I don't have the yeah. money to do X, yeah. Y, Z. And it's like, okay, but like, what else? Like what feelings out of those experiences were you yeah. hoping to get? And like, where else for now yeah. can you do that? Right. Um, or someone who's like, well, I want to run a 5k, but like, I'm not conditioned for it yet. So like, I can't do it yet. Lucy yeah. and Michelle, it's like, yeah. okay, but like, what else <laughs> like, yeah. did you, like, what were you hoping to get at? Like that sense of accomplishment, Right. like how else can you do that? So I, I that. say that because I feel like I'm, <laughs> no, I'm the one who like gets <laughs> in my head and it's like, well, how could I do that? So just in no, case I any of that. our listeners are like, but the whole point of the goal is so I can do the thing, but it's like, yeah, no, but what can you really do now? Cause like you yeah. brought up Lucy, like there probably is, there probably are multiple things that you could be doing now. Yeah. Um, even yeah. if you don't have 
haven't quite fulfilled that soul line goal yet. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I believe that there's like some aspect of that that's available. Some Maybe aspect, you can like yes. daydream about Greece. You can like plan out, you make your vision board, like plan all the plans or whatever, or like go on a trip down the road, like drive an hour away to the next town of, you know, like find that, like whatever that go is. Go to the you. Greek restaurant. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever it is that you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's some part of that experience you do not have to wait for. <laughs> so hundred percent. Yes. I love that. Mm. And that I feel like all helps not only maybe detach, but also bring about that experience quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, I know we we went on longer than we anticipated. Um, I hope this resonates with you guys. We would love to um, hear from you. We'd love to hear like, if you like, what are your best practices? Um, A really good chance to connect with yourself and ask yourself to maybe remind yourself of those. Um, And also a good opportunity to share with others, um, other listeners. Um, We always say it's like such a um, help when you share things that help you. It's an expander for others. So please DM us, let us know. We would love to celebrate you and shout you out. It's true. We'd love to hear from you here. Like also maybe what helps you detach and like all the things, because mm-hmm. this is our experiences. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see whatever, like what, what resonates, what doesn't resonate. I don't know what helps you all. We truly love to hear. So yes. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, and we will catch you on another episode. Woohoo. See you next time.